Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Into the winner's bracket, LSU baseball goes. They beat the Tulane Green Wave 7-2 and advance. Now we await to see what happens in the nightcap in the Baton Rouge Regional to see who the Tigers will be facing at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. First pitch here on WWL with 7.30 pregame coverage. Want to hear from all you Tiger fans and Tulane fans. Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. I think we mentioned it last hour, Jeff, for a team that had 40 losses going into this game, I expected you know Tulane to put up a heck of a fight against their in-state rival LSU, but they, they should be... I think had a a solid showing from them, much better than I think a lot of people expected. I think their game plan, as it should have been, was try to get Paul Skeens out of the game, <laughs> and they don't. I feel <laughs> they like they to got, work that count more. They right? got pretty close. I mean, they forced him to throw 124 pitches in basically any other instance. You would have not have stretched him out that far. Uh, but I do think, like when I say he's not coming back on Monday, you look at 124 <laughs> pitches. That's not something you come back from on short rest, right? So, like, that's that's what – you know, there's going to be a lot of criticism of LSU throwing Paul Skeens today. You know, you probably didn't have to. Um, and But I do think that's kind of the optimal scenario. If you're throwing him, you, you really want to get a complete game on him. We're going to hear from the LSU players – uh, Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, as well as Coach Jay Johnson this hour. Maybe somebody asks him about the decision to go with Skeens today because I know that was definitely batted about pregame with folks kind of debating uh, should it be Skeens or should it have been someone else. Uh, we're going to go on to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Want to hear from you, 504-260-1870. And Big John and Metairie here leading us off. What you got for us, Big John? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Steve. How you doing, Hi, man? I'm just going to say I think that the coach today made a horrible, absolute horrible decision in tipping his hand and putting Paul out there, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. You, If you think you can't beat the fourth seed with a Thatcher Hurd or one of your other pitchers, you got no business being in the tournament. Because now you put yourself in a situation where Sam Houston and Oregon State can dictate to you. They might want to run their second and third starters out there at night and save their guns. And so you leave yourself in a really bad spot. And, you know, if you go with uh, Ty Floyd tomorrow and you do win, let's say, you still got to win two out of your next three games to get there. Or if you lose, you got to win two out of the next three games. And you got nobody. You got absolutely nobody. I don't think I got nobody. I mean, either way, you're going to have to win f- multiple games with someone who isn't Paul Skeens. So, I mean, I, I think. But wouldn't you rather. I mean, you're talking about you would you rather play. Paul- throw Paul Skeens against Tulane or Sam Houston slash Oregon State. And I understand 
But at the same time, you're going to have to win games with other pitchers regardless. So if you threw Thatcher Hurd today, you threw Paul Skeens tomorrow, who's 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 pitching on, on Sunday, right? Like someone's got to do it. Well, you're sipping your hand. You're letting the now say, I'm used to the wrong team. I want to change their rotation. No, based on what you did, no, you just blew, blew Paul. You I got, just, you, he can't come back. I disagree with that because they need to win just as badly as LSU wanted to get into that winner's bracket. But but at the same time, I'd rather have my second uh, string started going on. I got to play LSU and save them for the first string. See, I, I agree with you. On the, I agree with you on that. Like Paul Skeens probably should have pitched tomorrow. I, I I'm we haven't got a chance to listen to Jay Johnson. Yeah, I'm curious yet. to hear we're what gonna, he has we're to gonna say. Hear, he's going to get asked. Um, <laughs> but I do think that I don't think that Sam Houston and and Oregon State are making their decisions based on what LSU is doing. They're making their decisions on how do we win this game today. They're going to worry about tomorrow. Whole tomorrow. number one, right? Yeah, right. And, and and I understand. I understand why you're upset about it. It's it was a strange decision, but I think it's it comes down to we wanted to guarantee this game today, and that's what they did. Uh, all right. If you all right, say you go tomorrow. Let's say you pitch Ty Floyd, you lose. Right now, you got to win three games in a row. But with all with all uh, backup players, Big right, John, this is like kind of the saving grace. I think that Jay Johnson was thinking when he made the decision is that Oregon State specifically is a team that's down two of their starters, two of their weekend guys, so they're going to be throwing their third guy versus Sam Houston State tonight, which means that he's basically banking on LSU's offense being able to handle whatever Sam Houston or Sam Houston State or Oregon State throws at him on Saturday. I think you throw Ty Floyd tomorrow, you save Thatcher Hurd for that potential game three. Hurd has been playing really well recently, hit a good showing in the SEC tournament. I mean, I, I think that they got confidence that he's going to be that guy to lock down that game three once you beat the winner of Sam Houston State or Oregon State with Ty Floyd on the mound tomorrow. So in that scenario that you lose with Ty Floyd, now it gets a little bit more concerning as you're saying. But I think that there's confidence that Ty Floyd will be able to handle whatever guy that Sam Houston State or Oregon State throws out on Saturday, and then you give the ball to Thatcher Hurd with two games to go until you get to Super Regional Round. Here's one other well, thing. Based on your, go ahead. Based on your analogy, why wouldn't you pitch Ty Floyd today then and go with uh, Paul tomorrow? You, you really could have. You really could have. I, I think that he did make no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. The, the one thing about Ty Floyd as well, though, I mean, Big John, you got to remember, Skeens threw a complete game. The entire pitching staff is free for the rest of the weekend. When you when you expend Skeens like that, nine innings, you have everyone available for the next three games, and you're going to throw whoever you need to get there. And you saw a couple guys step up in the SEC tournament, guys like Riley Cooper and Nate Ackenhausen, some guys that had good showings out of the bullpen. So even though the bullpen has been so maligned in recent weeks, I mean, I think it's like throwing one guy to pick up the first win and get yourself secured in the winner's bracket, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I understand the argument that you could have pitched other guys to win this game, but at the same time, you have to trust Thatcher Hurd and Ty Floyd if you're going to get to Omaha in the first place. And you, you made that point about Oregon State, and I will also make the point, LSU has played Sam Houston State. And they smoked year. them, 16-4. to 16-4, to four, and they threw five pitchers. <laughs> Starting with Chase Shores. Well, I think you're putting a lot. I think you're putting a lot on it. I think you put the coach is putting a lot on it. Playing a number four seed, throwing your best pitcher. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. That thought, and I think you're putting a lot of pressure on Ty Floyd tomorrow night. But if Ty Floyd does come through for you and gets that win, and there's obviously confidence in him to get that win versus either Sam Houston State, a team that you beat 16 to four, or Oregon State throwing their fourth best pitcher from the start of the year. I think that I, they have the confidence in Floyd to get it done. And you got to trust your pitchers. Like, you got to trust your pit more than one pitcher, regardless of who you threw today. 
So it's like I think this is projecting confidence in Ty Floyd tomorrow. Yeah, that was, like I said, definitely a hot-button topic when yeah. it was announced today that it was going to be Paul Skeens. Like, okay. And even Kendall Rogers responded here, if Ty Floyd or Thatcher Hurd can't beat OSU or Sam Houston's number two guy, you probably won't do much in the postseason anyway. Right. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I just think, like, I can understand the idea that you don't need to throw Skeens versus a 19-win team, but he got it done. He saved your entire bullpen for the rest of the weekend. And, I, and I think happens, it worked out. What happens if you lose that game because 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 you tried to get cute, right? Right, That's Tulane a worse pulls scenario. out the Right, now suddenly you're in the loser's bracket in your own regional. And we can pretend Tulane, 19-40 and 40 Tulane, is the team that came to Baton Rouge. It's not. The team that came to Baton Rouge is the one that just ran through its conference tournament. Well, we'll get, well, guess what? We'll hear from Coach Jay Johnson himself coming back after the break here on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into Sports Talk. All the post-game interviews are a wrap in Baton Rouge for the first game of LSU beating Tulane 7-2. Uh, Jay Johnson will be first up to bat for us. Here's what he had to say after the victory. Hey, right here in the front, Coach. Yeah, Jay, right here. What went into your decision to, to start Paul? I, mean, I guess exactly what you want to get out of today? Yes. Can you expound on that? Yeah, I mean, he's the best pitcher in college baseball. We're now in postseason play and felt really good about what he could do uh, today and impact us winning the game. And um, he definitely did that. And as he spoke of, there's some, some other value of him being able to do what he did today that should help the rest of the pitchers the rest of the way. Jude Papion, Tulane Hullabaloo. What are your thoughts on Tulane's performance today against you guys? Yeah, um, team that's playing really well right now. I mean, I watched every pitch of the American tournament. Um, we watched a lot of their last series against Memphis and Houston. Uh, determined that the team we played April 11th was not the team we were playing today. And, you know... Um, like their pitching staff a little bit, too, with, with, with what some of those guys can do. Um, Carmouche, you know, has, has 100 strikeouts in 86 innings coming into today. Um, and they have good guys out of the bullpen with different looks, which is how they survived that tournament. And so um, if you look at it on the surface of the record and don't dig deeper, 
you can make a mistake and make a judgment about Tulane that's not true. They're incredibly well coached, incredibly well coached. Um, they have good players, both on the mound and at the top of the batting order. And they're playing really good baseball right now. Coach, uh, your thoughts on the defense of how y'all played today? A lot of big-time plays, and it's looked like it's really helpful for the win today and also going forward. Yeah, we, we've been playing good defense for a little while now. Uh, we had a bad game the last regular season game at Georgia. Uh, we only made one error in the SEC tournament, which was actually a catcher's interference. And then that's another zero in the error column today. And uh, it's been a much improved part of our team, you know, this year. And, you know, all the credit goes to the work that the, those guys put in. But, you know, you got Dylan has played every game in center field. Jordan's played every game at shortstop. Um, you know, Tommy's really improved at third. It's been good to have Trey healthy so he could go back to first base because he couldn't like a month. Um, and then jo- Braden Jobert, how about that play today? You know, we actually had a discussion about whether Jobert was going to be in right and Pearson was going to be in left, and I'm really glad Joe Bear was because Pearson wouldn't have been tall enough to uh, catch that ball when he jumped up. Right here in the front, Coach. Uh, Coach, just right here. Um, Was there any consideration of not starting Paul today? I consider everything all the time, yeah. So, yeah, there was, but um, it was actually not a hard decision when you dig into it the way that we dug into it. Hey, Coach, right here. Uh, just uh, Sorry, right here. Uh, just the way you guys moved the offense today, I know that was something you, you talked about a little bit leading up to the regional. Just how do you feel like you guys did that? It was a little bit more, you know, bunts and sack flies, that kind of stuff. Just just talk about that, I guess. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we do a lot of things really well, you know, when we're at the plate. Manage the zone, uh, hit mistakes, very good two-strike hitting team. Um and uh, playoff baseball is a little different and um, playing with a lead helps and when you have a pitcher like that on the mound today um, sometimes a four-run lead can feel like an eight-run deficit to them and so um, it was important today and, and really helped us out yeah do you feel like it was as much about setting the tone for the way you want your team to play this you know this postseason I mean, that's as good baseball is, is what it was. I mean, you know, a couple sacrifice buns, a couple sacrifice flies, two ground balls to the middle of the field with a man on third and less than two outs. Um, you know, th- these are things that we've done well, honestly, but it gets overshadowed because you got seven guys with 10 or more homers and, um, and we walk a ton and those types of things. And, you know, different games require you to do different things. You know, my, my deal with them from day one is always got to be able to win any type of game in a big field, in a small field, a one-run game, a slugfest, pitcher's duel, wind blowing in, wind blowing out, doesn't matter. We've got to be able to be functional, and um, we were definitely functional today, and um, I think they were very confident in, in how we were going to play offense today and, and played it really well. And just your decision to go with Skeens, does that speak to the trust and kind of your understanding of who he is and what he can do for you? Absolutely, as well as the rest of the guys on the staff for what's ahead of us. Um, yeah, I just wanted to know what went into the decision to have Skeens finish the game. I mean, obviously he was on a roll, but still a season-high pitch count. Yeah, um, because we've been very good at managing that count and uh, you know, making a decision to pull him out of a game that I never would have ever pulled him out of last week because of what was to come this week. Uh, it was almost, I wouldn't call it a week off in Hoover, but... Um, he had an extra day's rest this week, so it was eight days rest. 
a lighter pitch count week last week. Um, we've been very deliberate about what games, you know, he's gone into that 100 range and what games he came out before that. And, um, you know, the only decision was, was Travinsky going to hit a grand slam and put us up nine? And with a long inning, we probably wouldn't have sent him back out there. But, um, you know, no way were we messing around. And, and Wes came to me in the eighth and started talking. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, he's going back out. He's got the first three hitters. And um, if we have traffic, then we'll set something else up. But I didn't really feel like there was going to be traffic based on how he finished the eighth inning uh, after I went out to the mound. We'll take a couple more back left, Coach. Glenn? Um, did, did he get hit in the back of the leg, Paul, there early in the game? Yeah, I think it scraped him. But good thing he's got bigger quads than me. <laughs> um, down the road, would you ever consider bringing him for very short relief at the end of a – Paul, at the end of a huge game, uh, particularly if he doesn't throw as much as he did today in his two days earlier? Three Th- days this earlier. year? You're yeah. talking about bringing Paul out of the bullpen? No. No, he's, he's uh, very clearly on – looked at this thing like he was going to be a weekend starter for us and um, pitch once a week and set him up set up a good schedule to do that Um, and uh, he's delivered I mean he's delivered as well as any pitcher I've ever seen in college baseball on what he does to prepare and then how he executes and he did it again today okay one last one in the back coach coach have have you ever seen a pitcher catch a line drive between the legs before and what was your general reaction and not only that catch but the yeah, double play yeah I mean call me shallow minded thinking at the time but I was glad we got two outs with one pitch and actually missed that I didn't I didn't see that he caught it between his legs I was just happy we got a double play and started thinking for the offensive inning that was coming up there you heard LSU head coach Jay Johnson and I think that was a pretty clear and obvious explanation of why he pitched Paul Skeens. Actually, I don't think it was clear, but I think it was clear that he was not interested in, you know, dissecting this decision in that moment. He's like, we started him because he's the best pitcher we have, and this is the first game of the postseason, and we wanted to win our first game in the postseason. To me, basically, I heard it helped set up the rest of the pitching, I also obviously heard because yes. of the right. the performance he gave, obviously, pitching a whole nine innings. And, now you, there's your whole bullpen is rested, yes. as well as your, your number two and three guys are set to I go. I think he valued that, and I also think that, you know, the projection you have, if you come and you throw Thatcher Hurt today, right, is that we don't trust you against. in a matchup on Saturday against another team, right? right? And we don't tr- like we only trust Paul Skeens in that moment. And it's like you have a rotation, you want to stick with it. I get it. I understand why people are annoyed by it, but the fact is, this decision only was a failed decision if you didn't get what you got today. If you didn't get a complete game that rested your entire yeah. bullpen. In this scenario, you take it and you move forward, knowing that. You had to trust these guys, your starters, no matter what. Sam Houston and Oregon State do not have the pitching staffs that LSU has, even without Paul Skeens the rest of the way. And I think that he also did make it pretty clear Paul Skeens is not pitching on Monday. <laughs> right. He, no, he's not coming out of the was like, This guy Relax. pitches once a week, and he does it really well. <laughs> Which crazy is too. Uh, we all know that you know before we get into the College World Series, we'll we'll know the where Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens and whoever else get drafted. I think that's so wrong with the MLB how they do that. I, I just wish it was after the College World Series even took place. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. And, and the other thing I will mention, we got a couple of texts on this too. And I think Paul Skeens had had a, had a say in this too. I think this was there was part of. I pitch on Fridays. <laughs> you know, this is when I pitch. Right, and it's uh, to me too. I understand from the fact it right. helps set the rotation for the yes. the rest of the way kind of deal. And yes, he pitches Friday. You and you need that regiment, I guess, as a high tuned athlete. Yeah, that a, you know, a, this is a, what he yeah, does. He's a Ferrari. Right? Exactly. You know, He's a high-performance racing machine. I figure we get a lot of calls on this today. On the, the Paul Skeens quote-unquote, quote-end-quote controversy, as one of the texters pointed out, I said incorrectly the first time. I don't even I wouldn't know. I think we. I think call dropped. Guys, out. it was also uh, something oh, that I heard from that interview as well. Is that he? He literally said that he has confidence in the other guys as well. Like he has confidence, and we kind of mentioned this earlier that he has confidence that Thatcher Hurd and Ty Floyd will perform well against Oregon State or Sam Houston State, whoever they face tomorrow, and then potentially Sunday as well. On top of that, yeah, and I, like I said, I read that tweet from Kendall Rogers last hour too, or it might have been the start of this hour. I forget, but if you're afraid of those two squads, then yeah, you, you, you don't even belong in the postseason right now kind of thing. Uh, LSU has been one of the top-tier teams throughout the nation for all year long. And, yeah, Sam Houston State and Oregon State uh, should not be problems for Floyd or Hurd. They put up 16 runs on <laughs> Sam Houston. There you go, right. So you have experience against the one squad. and You have I'm, confidence in your offense that scores nine and a half runs a game. Right. I don't think that's an issue. Right. Exactly. Want, to he- want to hear from you uh, on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line still. 504-260-1870. You can sound off on Paul Skeen, Saints, or anything else here on WWL. We'll be back after the break with more LSU baseball sound. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we heard from the winning head coach, LSU's Jay Johnson, spoke after the big win for LSU over Tulane, 7-2, putting the Tigers in tomorrow's winner's bracket in the Baton Rouge Regional. Now let's hear from the ace Paul Skeens and also outfielder Dylan Cruz. Yeah, hey, Paul, uh, Glenn West, go 247. Just, I mean, to go nine innings today, 120 pitches, you were throwing over 100 miles an hour in the ninth inning. Just, um, just, just talk about the outing as a whole and just kind of when you felt like this would be uh, something you could accomplish. Yeah, um, I think to be able to go that, that deep into a game really speaks to um, just executing pitches and did a lot better job this week than last week of executing my pitches. They came out swinging. Um, which allowed me to have some short innings as well. So um, it was really cool to be able to go that deep into a game and um, yeah, just looking to build off that tomorrow. Um, it felt like you were you had some energy when you like skipped onto the mound in the ninth inning. Did you? What was that conversation like when you knew that you were going to finish this game? Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of haggling back and forth. Um, it was pretty sweet. I just 
He asked me if I wanted it. I said, yeah, and I had it. Uh, Michael Cobble, WBRZ TV here in Baton Rouge. When did you find out you were going to start? What were your thoughts? Uh, what were the conversations that went with Coach about you getting the start and why? Um, yeah, obviously uh, having the ability to start the regional off uh, well, um, put our, our uh, pitching staff and our bullpen in a good position to um, you know, have a lot of rest and go into the, the second and third days of the regional strong. Um, that was the primary goal of today. Um, obviously win, but um, more happy that, uh, that we're in a good position the next few days to, uh, you know, to have all our arms. I don't remember, a few days ago. Um, for Dylan, Scott Ravelet with The Advocate. Um, a lot of pressure playing at home, being a national seed, and you're playing a team who they, they had no idea they'd be in, be in the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, a little over a week ago. How, how do you feel you guys handled that today, you know, knowing that, you know, that they're coming in with nothing to lose and you guys, you know, have, everyone expects you to win? Yeah, I think we handled it perfectly well, perfectly well to, today, you know. Um, obviously, we played them earlier in the season, but that meant nothing to us uh, going into the, to today. Um, you know, we obviously we had a great pitcher on the mound, so um, we knew he was going to go out there and do his thing. And uh, you know, we were right behind him uh, every pitch. So uh, hats off to the guys. It was a, it was a great all-around performance. Uh, Dylan Cruz, VK uh, Jones from Crest City Sports. Uh, my question to you: Your thoughts, three for five on the day. You really stepped in some big time hitting. What are your thoughts on your performance and also the performance of your team with a lot of big time time to hitting to help your team win today? Yeah, all around, like I said, it was a great performance. You know, I was just going out there and, you know, get swinging at strikes, taking balls at the end of the day, you know. Um, you know, trusting my ability. Uh, I worked hard all week. So, um, you know, like I said, it's just sticking to my approach and plan and swinging at strikes, taking balls, and, you know, it worked out for everybody today. Hey, Dylan, Cook, you with the advertiser. Uh, I, I was just sort of curious, was the emphasis today at all, at least offensively, or at least heading into the week, small ball, getting the ball on the ground, getting the ball in play, especially with runners in scoring position? Yeah, uh, you know, um, I think it's very important, especially with uh, runners on first and second with uh, less than two outs to get the guy over. And um, we've, work, we've been working hard all week to uh, with, with our bunting and our short game. So uh, I think Jordan and, and, and Gavin laid one down. So um, we were able to get the guys over, and we, and we scored for sure. Uh, this is for both, if you don't mind. We can start with you, Dylan. Just... Um, you know, pretty crazy defensive plays in the game, but Paul going through the legs to double up the yeah. dude. Just kind of give me your thoughts on, on watching that and then your thoughts on doing that, if you don't mind. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I have, a, like, a straight lineup shot with it, so, like, I was one of the only one that, ones that saw it before the replay where he caught it underneath or in between his legs. So I was, my initial reaction was hands over the head. I was like, that was, that was sick, so... Yeah, just got tired of them hitting the ball up the middle, and I wanted to catch one, so <laughs> did it. Hey, Paul, this is your 10th uh, time pitching over 100 pitches. What do you do? To, is, is it like condition, or is it like eating healthy? What do you do to pitch over 100 pitches? Yeah, it's a combination of all that. Um, I think it, it, I've, I've always been, uh, you know, looking back to last year, um, and even the year before that, I've, I've, I've had a lot of volume on my body in the past, and I've been able to manage it pretty well. Um, so I don't, I don't know exactly why that is, but, uh, and then coming here and, and having, um, I think gaining more access to knowledge about nutrition and, uh, really good strength and conditioning program. Um, and then a lot of, you know, really good arm care. And, uh, it's a, 
um, everything you know combines uh, to allow me to do that. I would say. Any other questions for the student athletes? One more here, Mike. Uh, Paul, you talked about the game plan and, and why. Just how rewarding is it to execute that and kind of know that you set your team up? Uh, super rewarding. Um, obviously, it's uh, really cool to go out there and compete for as long as I can. Um, but I think uh, we're going to benefit more from it the next couple days than, than the win today. There you heard from LSU baseball players Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz following the Tigers. 7-2 victory over the Tulane Green Wave, putting the Tigers now into the winner's bracket, and we are waiting now for first pitch, obviously, between Sam Houston and Oregon State. No, we are not carrying that game. I know we got a call into Charlie in the studio here asking about that. We just carry the LSU Sports Network, not the entire NCAA regionals, whatever they're being played on kind of thing. Yeah, that was above my pay grade. I don't make that kind of decision. <laughs> But uh, we do have a text that I think is is a good one. It's the Okanard Julius talk and text line. It is from 6466, I think. He says, I think what Coach was trying to say without saying it was Tulane is the number two seed in this regional, comma, according to his scouting. And I think you're probably right when you really kind of dive into this. When he talked before the game, he said that earlier this week, he had a whole folder on Tulane, like a whole scouting folder. He threw it in the trash, and he started from scratch because this is a completely different team than the one that they faced in the regular season. It's a completely different team than the one that lost the majority of those 40 games, right? Like, And so if you are looking at the record and saying, well, why did LSU throw – Paul Skeens against the 19 and 40 team versus, you know, whatever, 39 and 18. I don't know how, what the records are offhand. But I think it's like if you erase those records 38 and, you, and 23 and 39 and 18. Right. There if you, you erase the records and you just look at the scouting, I would I would wager that Jay Johnson had that a lot closer than those records might indicate. And you're also looking at probably the hottest team in this regional. <laughs> you know, you won, what, four games and you got to the NCAA tournament. You have nothing to lose. I get it. I get why people are annoyed, but I think that's when you when you boil it down, that's what you're, the answer you're going to get is this Tulane team is was a lot better than their record indicated. Yeah, yeah that coach uh, Johnson definitely said that even during the regular season yeah. when they faced them. I just got the starting lineups and pitchers for the uh, Oregon State Sam Houston matchup. Sam Houston will be throwing Colton Atkinson, who has a four point zero nine ERA while Oregon State has Trent Sellers taking the mound with a 5.13 earn run average. I don't know if that was there and their both plans, you know, before hearing that Skeens was pitching today in case, you know, kind of thing. I don't know if they, they really had a, to see what LSU was going to do before setting their starting rotation. I have a feeling they did not. Um, I think they're both just worried about getting to the winner's bracket and they're going to go from there. But. I, I am interested. I I don't know which team has the edge there. I really don't. It's it's. I'm kind of just going into that one blind. So, yeah. To me, I'm to I'm expecting Oregon State just because of the history. That, yeah, because of the pedigree of the program. But right? I know they're pretty banged up, right? Yeah, that's what Charlie said. I haven't followed Oregon <laughs> State at all. Charlie, do you have? Yeah, no. Their top two starters are out. Yeah. So they're throwing this guy that they're throwing tonight is their third starter from the start of the season. This is from Kendall Rogers at D1 Baseball. So Oregon State, okay. their pitching staff, their hitting may be very good, but their pitching staff is definitely banged up. Well, we'll yeah, we'll see what happens tonight between those two squads. I'm looking at the lineups here and the Sam Houston State's top, you know, guy is uh Joe Redfield who's got 14 homers, 53 ribbies, while the Oregon State 
they got a few folks with 10 home runs, one with 11. Uh, I'm expecting, I think, that the, it might be a higher scoring game than the, the Tulane LSU game in the aspect of, you know, we only saw the Green Wave putting up two runs. We'll see if it goes uh, a, a little more scoring in this matchup. Uh, hopefully both beat the heck out of each other, though, and wear, wear each other out before they have to play LSU tomorrow night. Yeah, and I know you talked to Todd Walker earlier in the week, and the one thing that he said that really stood out to me was none of these the, pit, the, the other teams in this regional have the pitching to slow down LSU's offense. And I think that's what you're going to see in every one of these games that LSU plays is, yeah, maybe they lose in a shootout, but they're going to LSU's going to put up runs and it's going to be on the other team's offense to keep pace because they do not have the pitching to lock the, most teams in the country don't have the pitching to lock LSU down. I don't know if any team in the country does at the end of the day, but these teams definitely don't. Yeah, and that Sam Houston Oregon State game is going to be starting at 7 o'clock in Tiger Stadium. Looking at the Nichols-Alabama matchup, waiting for that one too. Obviously rooting on the Colonels against the Tide. That is a 7.30 first pitch. Uh, Jeff, I was looking, obviously, at the rest of the slate for tonight, and you see Cal State, Fullerton, Texas A&M, 9 o'clock start out in the Stanford Regional. Thankful we are not in one of those West Coast brackets because staying up that late is just not, not no bueno for me, at least. Well, so I'm I'm trying to figure out if Jay Sirianni is related to Nick Sirianni, and I'm pretty sure he is. That's what I'm trying to figure out offhand here, because the co- Sam Houston State's coach is Jay Sirianni. Oh, I would think that would be uh, something in Nick Sirianni's bio, but yeah, well, that's why I'm, I'm trying to look it up okay. right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they are related. Anyway, um, I just don't know if brothers, cousins. Uh, I'll I'll look it up by the next break. Well, I'll, I'll have an answer. Um, but yeah, it's. This is going to be an interesting weekend of games, right? I I think this is where if you're LSU and you spent the first 12 weeks of the season ranked number one, uh, to feel confident about your chances the rest of the way, you want to run through this regional. You don't want to have to go to Monday and play, right? You want to just win it. No, exactly. And I, I was curious to see even today how the matchup would go against Tulane just because that in-state rivalry, you knew the Green Wave were going to come with uh, that little bit extra. And I thought it was the, um, offhand, Charlie, you know the, who hit the home run for the two-lane Green Wave? Yeah, I'll double check. Uh, I just know the the kid was from the Baton Rouge area, went to Catholic High, so definitely a, a huge moment for him uh, be able to hit one out the park in Tiger Stadium. We'll be coming back after the break with more here on WWL. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. That's 504-260-1870. Be talking more LSU in the NCAA regionals. Also getting into Saints football here on WWL. Closing out this hour of Sports Talk. Did want to mention something about Inside Black and Gold Podcast. That was a bit of an old promo for us. We were talking about the second week of OTAs in our latest episode that you can download. Who's in, who's out kind of thing. Uh, it's sound from Jameis Winston, Demario Davis. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, the current episode of Inside Black and Gold. You can check it out wherever you get all you your podcasts. To the old episode too, if you want. Yeah, definitely go back and day. listen to our old episode of Rookie Minicamp. Uh, but yes, we have recorded something since yes. then. We'll just we'll, we'll get that update on the promo eventually. Yeah, some someday. <laughs> uh, I do want to just uh, tie a bow on. Um, so I had to look this up, and the reason I was confused. Nick Sirianni does have a brother. The Eagles head coach does have a brother named Jay Sirianni who is a coach by trade, but it is not the same Jay Sirianni that coaches Sam Houston. 
Um, Sam uh, Jay Sirianni's uncle is actually Rob Childress, who was the former Texas A&M baseball coach. So there are connections, but uh, that is a very confusing but not related member of the Sirianis. <laughs> and guys, I also wanted to tie this up earlier as we were mentioning from the Corvallis Gazette Times, Oregon State coach Mitch Canham is going to have to rely on his bullpen this weekend at the Baton Rouge Regional. The Beavers came into the postseason without starting pitcher Jaron Hunter due to the injury, and Canham confirmed on Tuesday that fellow starter Jacob Kamatz is also unavailable. He did not pitch in the Pac-12 tournament, so they are in fact down two starters for this weekend. They're going to be throwing a lot of pitchers. Once again, guys, we've mentioned it multiple times. This is Jay Johnson giving a vote of confidence to his offense against either Oregon State or Sam Houston State, whoever wins this game, because Sam Houston State is throwing their best starter tonight, and that is Trent Sellers versus or Oregon State's throwing Trent Sellers versus Sam Houston State tonight. So uh, they're going to be probably throwing one of their bullpen arms to start tomorrow night if they win. So once again, vote of confidence to the LSU, to the LSU offense that they can handle whatever Oregon State or Sam Houston State throws at them. Also, when I was asking about who hit the home run for the Tulane Green Wave, that was Brendan Lambert. Congratulations to the young man who was a Baton Baton Rouge Rouge. native and uh, Catholic high guy. So I know that homer meant a lot more to him uh, than most, obviously, being from that area. Hopefully he kept the ball. Uh, Who knows if you got your hands on it kind of thing. We'll be back with more sports talk in the 7 o'clock hour, wrapping things up on the uh, Tulane Green Wave LSU baseball match, talking to Koki Riley of the Daily Advertiser, who is at the box. We'll get the lowdown from him of the general mood of the crowd and also some of the post-game feels and see what he had to think about Paul Skeens being started today. We want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. We'll be back with more sports talk, the final hour. Countdown after this here on WWF. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 